before we get into the podcast today, uh, we will have a moment of silence for Dwayne Haskins. Haskins was a star quarterback at The Ohio State University here in Columbus and was loved tremendously by his coaches, teammates, and the entire city of Columbus. Times like these never fail to remind us how precious life is and how quickly it can be taken away from us. R.I.P. Simba, your legacy will always live strong here in Columbus. Welcome into the podcast, ladies and boomers. Before we get started, I just want to talk about our support system, the CBJ Artillery. Uh, thank you so much to the CBJ Artillery for supporting everything we do here. And thanks to you, little boomers, for also supporting everything we do here. We couldn't do it without you, honestly. With, with no little boomers, there's no nothing. There's no little boomer. We run the world. That's correct. We're like Beyonce. Boomers. We run the world. That's right. Little boomers. Thank you Who so much, little boomers. Little uh, boomers. That's all we got, I think. So the podcast is over now. Just right, kidding. So let's, yeah. let's get into it. Shut up and sit down. Welcome into the sixth episode, ladies and boomers, of the Bucket and Boomer podcast. I am Bucket Hat Kyle here on a Sunday afternoon with my co-host, Lil Boomer. Lil Boomer, how you feeling today? I am feeling great. Yeah? I, I love Sundays. There's nothing like driving up here behind people doing 12 miles an hour who haven't left their house for the entire week and they totally forgot how to drive. Yeah, that sounds about right. Other than that, I'm great. I mean, coming off that game last night, I'm still buzzing. Good. We love to hear it. Uh, yeah, with a lot to talk about today. Um, get to news and notes here to begin with, but uh, that game last night, like you said, was fun game to watch. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, some news and notes here before we get started, though, with the Blue Jackets. Uh, Kent Johnson and Nick Blankenberg, two standout Michigan University, University of Michigan players, uh, both signed their entry-level contracts with the Blue Jackets after the Michigan Wolverines were eliminated from the Frozen Four by Denver. Yeah, uh, Denver went game. on to win great the, the national championship over Minnesota 5-1. to one. Yeah, they had good overtime to beat Michigan, and that was – you want to talk about a heavy-hitting game. Good God. Yeah, good game, uh, fun game to watch. I cannot get these audio levels right. My God, I am so sorry. We are trying our best, little boomers. It is unbelievable out here. Uh, anyways, yeah, so those guys sign. I put a tweet. I had to mute the tweet, um, mute the notifications on this tweet, but I put a tweet out uh, hours before. Hey, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're on the same side of this one. So, like, I get it. I mean, now, there is a side of that. Okay, look, the tweet I, I put out said that it doesn't make any sense to sign him to an ELC with eight games, nine games left in the season. Um, some people very rudely put it to me that uh, it burns a year of the ELC and you can, might get him onto a bigger contract cheaper earlier, or which makes sense. Or you burn a year of the ELC and he's not what we're expecting, and now you got to figure out what you're going to do a year earlier. Yeah. So there's pros and cons to both sides. I didn't think it made a lot of sense to bring him in right now. I don't understand the rush. Um I guess this is a pretty common thing to try to burn a year of the ELC. Uh, Nick Blankenberg as well, defenseman, captain for the Michigan Wolverines. Now, he was a free agent signing, right? He didn't get drafted? Or? I believe so. I uh, he was him being a pick. Led the led, led defenseman in scoring for the team, and I think he was one of the top guys in the NCAA yeah. uh, in scoring for, for defensemen and last I'm season. I'm not going to complain that we're going to try to pick up a defenseman. Isn't he smaller, though, than Kent Johnson himself? 
Like can't he's like five eleven, this Blankenberg guy. I just we keep pulling in these defensemen that are just little small guys. I mean, maybe they're good skaters, but I don't know. I don't maybe, know anything about Blankenberg. Maybe he's wiry. He probably is. I mean, I don't know. We got guys like Warinsky in here that are tall, you know, big dudes that can throw the body like line A, and then we start pulling in defensemen. Why don't we don't need more skilled defensemen? We've got them. We've got enough of them. Anyways, I'm not. We just we at this point, I'll take any defenseman. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just trying to find another side of it. Uh, I'm trying to sign a contract next year. You're going to sign a contract with the team? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, just go out there just and a fight one people. Right, as you should. Pick what guy you want me to beat up, and I'll sign that day. Yeah, that sounds good. But I'm wearing work boots. I'm not wearing skates. That's fair. Because I'm going to get the job done. <laughs> work boots with skates attached to the bottom of them. And my belt buckle. Steel toes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, composite toes. I work on electric. Mm. Yeah, no steel toes in electric work. Uh, so, look, I'm not complaining about them signing. I, I think it's great. I'm excited to see what these guys can do. Well, on the Blankenship deal, though, they signed him to a one-year. So, it's just the, one the rest year, of the season. And then they figure out, do we want to sign another one and send him somewhere else? Which, it, I mean, at this point, it, does, it, it would make sense to give him a – tryout next season he'll get a tryout next season right. for training camp and all of that yeah they get through these last nine ten games whatever it is and then they can do something else maybe he can go to traverse city maybe that's what that's what i was kind of thinking camp. like why are a shot to why are we rushing spot? these guys in here right now i don't know i'm just trying to see the other side of it because the entire cbj community seems to be like, yeah, like everybody just agrees with each other when it comes to the front office signing players. And like the Domi trade, that was a really bad trade. I got a lot of shit for that because I said it was a really bad trade. Before Yarmo then came, everybody got really fucking quiet when Yarmo came out that day and said that was a bad trade. So, you know, look, I'm not always wrong. I'm just trying to see the other side of it and not just agree yeah, I mean, with everybody. The, the Domi trade, we, it was not a great return. It, it really trade. wasn't. But... I'd rather see Domi on the team right now yeah, and finish I mean, out the season and let him walk. It than was, what the fuck it we, got was for we him. were getting something instead of nothing, and it also opens up a spot so they could bring in a Kent Johnson to finish the season. Yeah, so Kent Johnson comes in. Because I mean, uh, did you, you think see we'll the lineup last night? We we dressed eleven forwards and seven D, and that's because Corrali was out with COVID. Right. Uh, Corrali, uh, he'll probably play again the, to end the season, but we probably won't see him this upcoming week at all. It's all going. I mean, it's all going to depend. He's got to have what two negative tests for him to come back. So I'm not play sure again what until the, Wednesday. Yeah, it, thank God we're not 50. in the playoffs this year. I mean, jeez, because coach is getting COVID. Was Larson back? Yes, last Lars night? was back on the bench. I didn't get to watch well, a lot of that you, game. Last you heard night. Lars and uh, the the D coach. Uh, I cannot remember his name for life of me right now. But they both came back, and then Pascal Vincent went into COVID protocol. That's right. I didn't. Okay, that's right. Uh, so yeah, Corrales out with COVID. COVID's running through the team again. Hopefully, everybody's. I thought COVID okay. was over. Yeah, I didn't think it existed anymore. Yeah, because now we're now it's all the flu. Right. So yeah, exactly. Because it returned. Uh, welcome back, flu. Uh, don't call it a comeback. It never left. Uh, <laughs> right. Line A's last ten games. Moving on from that. Uh, so okay, yeah. To, to recap what we just talked about, Kent Johnson, Nick Blankenberg signed. Crowley's out. Uh, do you think we'll see Kent Johnson play this season? We're going to see Kent Johnson Wednesday. You think you know that for sure? That's what they said. Okay, he, he was at the game last night. He was in a suit sitting right. in the press box. Um, the plan is for both of them to debut Wednesday. Sure. Okay. So I was on the side of why are we burning a year of an ELC for ten games? But if we're going to do it, then with the, with what it, these, let's play them. Now there's been there was some there's been some fight the last couple of games with this team after we've kind of bitched about it on the last couple of podcasts about where's the fight. 
Um, we've been seeing it a little bit. Vorchek last night taking Larkin down oh. to, the, to the ice was sweet. Dude, you sh- there should be a notice out there. If you touch Sillinger, Vorchek's going to He's hit coming you. for you. And he's going to tackle you. He's, he's probably going to hit he's, you. Yeah, he looks at him like a little son. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I am totally here for it. I mean, it's but Sillinger my, has shown so many flashes this year. That kid is going to be really good. good he's, going to be, he's going to be part of the leadership group going forward, and I think. He's every, going to have an A on his chest yeah, very soon. And ever since Sam Bennett ran him and nobody did nothing, from that day forward, you touch Sillinger, Voracek's going to hit you. Yeah. And I wasn't a big fan of Voracek going down to the, the the second line at first. I liked Voracek and Line A together. They work really good together. But putting Voracek next to Sillinger is really making people rethink those cheap shots. Yeah, I agree with that. I uh, Speaking of Line A, uh, Voracek not playing with Line A really at all anymore. Uh, Line A's last 10 games, zero goals, five assists, five points. Uh, minus five rating are we concerned about this at all we got to be a little bit I mean we were just talking about the last episode you know you you said line was the most improved guy on the team this year yeah he is absolutely and I lean more towards peak because I expected line to do this it's I didn't look at it as most improved I looked at it as more of a bounce back season um, but now he's kind of cooled off again and kind of getting some Cam Atkinson vibes of maybe he's a little bit more streaky than consistent. Yeah, I could see that. I, I don't know. Line A has... Yeah, but a fifth, what, 15 goals in 13 games, that's a hell of a streak. Line A doesn't need necessarily a an Artemi Panarin to break team records, though. I think Line A can do that kind of shit by himself. Line A clearly recently, though, has had to comp- overcompensate with puck handling and things like that, because Voracek's not on the same line with him. Uh, Voracek is generally, when they're on the same line, is the guy that's going to bring it into the zone and then look for line A. Line A now has been tasked with bringing the puck into the zone because he does not have Voracek, right. and he's trying to do too much. I mean, it's, it's very evident. You can see him clearly trying to p- handle the puck too much and not just move it a lot of the time, yeah, and he's been Voracek, turning it over a lot. Well, Voracek, Voracek brings it in. He just skates in circles. He skates in circles right. until he finds an open Patrick Line. Yeah. Where now that Nyquist is in that position, Nyquist is more of a play below the goal behind the net, going to set you up in the middle. And right. Line is usually not crashing the middle. So they don't have the same chemistry he had with Vorchek. Both Nyquist and Vorchek are great players. I don't want either one of them to go anywhere. Don't get me wrong. They're, and they're not. Yeah. But I like Vorchek and Line together, but I love Vorchek and Sillinger together. So why not put Voracek, Sillinger, and Line together? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Nyquist, too, um, having a, another solid season, 44 points, 17 goals, 27 assists, uh, tied for fifth on the team in points with Boone Jenner. Outside of the season with that shoulder injury, Nyquist is quietly the most consistent player on this team. Yeah, well, with, that, him and Bjorky. Yeah, without a doubt, the best free agent signing in team history. Yeah, I've been saying it for years, man. We, we've been preaching that to the choir for years. That's that right. Guy, I remember that day. I actually stayed home and did computer work from home that day, catching up paperwork just so I could watch free agent signing day. And I remember as soon as we got him, I sent out the tweet, we finally got one, and people were like, got who? Who? Yeah. Like, you're, you're going to see. Bunch of casuals. I'm just kidding. Love you, little boomers. Uh, yeah, and then so Bjorky as well, I've been seeing some – um, things on Twitter about him not having a great year, and I just want to know where that's coming from because it, statistically, this is his best season ever. 
Yeah, career high in goals and points. Uh, 24 goals, 26 assists, uh, 50 points on the season. Um, now, I can see he only has 14 penalty minutes all season, which is really good. Uh, but a negative minus 34 rating, uh, that's really bad. Well, for, for it's <laughs> because he's not as fast as other people, so he doesn't get off the ice before the dash one hits. I I guess. he. I mean, he's not even that's – like, I don't even think a, he's – That's a crazy stat, dude. Minus what now? 34. Minus 34, and he has 50 points. That means he's had to have been on the ice when 84 goals were scored. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you can't look at you can't look at a rating on a player and just completely base it off of that. But that stat exists for a reason, and that means something. I I understand. Plus, I'll, I'm going to have Elaine Shercliffe in my text in my text messages after this saying ratings mean nothing, but they mean something. I agree with her when she says it does. It's not the whole story, and I completely understand that. Uh, especially with, like, with guys like Sonny Milano, who Dude. legitimately got off the ice on purpose to just dodge the ratings. Like like another guy on our team now. Um, plus minus is the most overrated stat ever. Only thing plus minus is ever used for is a social media argument. I disagree <laughs> with that. I don't know. I, I think it's it's not good. It doesn't tell the whole story, but it tells a story. And the story is that he's out there for a lot of goals against. Um, and I think that that story says that his his back checking is, or even for checking, is not great. Is which is weird because he's gotten so much more physical this year. I don't know what it is, man. He's just he seems to always be on the ice. That dude is just the he is the epitome of wrong place at wrong time. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Seventy nine hits for him on the year though, uh, which is which that's is pretty impressive. That's got a record for him. Uh, that's <laughs> you know what's crazy. That's like. Almost 50 more hits than Warinsky. Warinsky only has 31 hits this season. All season. Oliver Bjorkstrand has 40-plus more hits than Zach Warinsky's like one of the bottom guys on the team in hits. I don't, we're not, I don't want to get into a Warinsky talk, but well, he's missed a lot of games this 16th, year. Ah, whatever. 16th on the team in hits as our star golden child defenseman. I wonder if I can name the 15 guys in front of him. If I don't – oh, good luck. Uh, a couple would surprise you, actually. Eric Robinson. Uh, yep. Sean Crowley. Wait, Robinson. Yep. Sean, Cr- of course. Sean Crowley's yeah. like top fifteen in the league. Justin Danforth. Yep. My my new soon to be stepson. I'm just going to adopt him. He's going to move into the boomer. There's house. no way you're naming all these. Uh, Gavrikov. Yep. Not by much, surprisingly. Peak. Oh, just kidding. By a lot. Uh, peak. Yep. Uh, Boone, even though he's been out. Mm, yep. Sillinger. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm a seven. I'm halfway there. Uh, Borchek. Mm, no. What? Borchek, 23 hits this year. Well, that seems low. Yeah. They're not counting all his. They're they're messing with his stats. <laughs> I, don't know, I got seven of them before. Uh, I got one so of them. the the guys in front of Warinsky and hits this year, Brendan Gantz. <sighs> Uh, Patrick Laine, Dean oh, Kukin. that's right. Laine's played so much more physical this year. Nyquist, Bayreuther, uh, Chinnikov, Jack Roslovic, Justin Danforth, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Boone Jenner, Cole Sillinger, Eric Robinson, Gavi Peak, Corrali. Corrali is one of the top guys in the league in hits, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, as a guy that's, I mean, 72 games played this year for Corrali, and he's 
doing that well with hitting. I don't know. Warinsky's not that kind of guy. He's not that kind of player. I didn't mean to get this into a Warinsky talk again. No, it's just. But I he's mean, looked really good recently. It's just you don't think guys like Roslovic and Oliver Bjorkstrand are going to be laying more hits than a defender. You right. Just, I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Golden child. Uh, so that was about line A anyways. Concerned. We'll see. I think that he has more skill. You brought up Cam Atkinson and being streaky. Um, line A can make things happen on his own. He doesn't need an, a Panarin or somebody like that on the same line with him to, to well, score. The, the other thing, too, with line A is, I mean, he seems to be a creature of consistency. So when he was paired with Boone and Borchek, he got a lot more done. And then when Boone went down, it took a minute before he got a rhythm with Roslovic, and then he you know, did good again. And then they switched Borchek and Nyquist, and it took him a minute to get up right. to speed with Nyquist. So it seems like once we get that one C and we have that one wing to go with him and they keep the same three guys together on that first line the entire time, He's the kind of guy that can put up 80 to 100 points without even thinking. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, that's our news and notes. for the, Do you have anything else you want to talk about news and notes-wise? I, I mean, I think we got the, it. This, the season's winding down. Uh, we're, I'm winding down. We just started this podcast, what, a month and a half ago? Yep. Um, besides this podcast, I'm already like 40 fucking episodes deep this season, so I'm just starting to get burnt out anyways. So I'm, I well, kind of lose track of things sometimes. It's hard. We know at this point we're not mathematically eliminated, but we're mathematically they're ma- eliminated. They're done. It's over. And this is the hardest part of the year when you know there's nothing left to play for except for getting ready for next year. And I think that's probably part of the reason they brought in Kent Johnson and Blankenberg. Something new. They're going to get – Yeah, I mean when, – when they, when they You have nothing to lose at this debut point. Debut on Wednesday against Montreal, you know, there'll be butts in seats. That's more ticket sales. I'm going to buy a ticket for that. Um, you know I'll be there. For sure, yeah. And, and look, little boomers – when you see me at the game Wednesday, relax, mm. relax. Why do you say that? Because we all know I'm a diehard Blue Jackets fan. This is my team. I, I bleed Blue Jackets. But we also know who my favorite player is of all time. And if you don't know, let him know. Um, it's Big Daddy Dave Savvy. And when Dave Savvy left, which I believe was a year ago today, Really? Yeah, I got the memories. <laughs> it popped up on Facebook and Twitter. I got <laughs> the memories. Funny. It was a year ago today. Wow. When he left, I bought the Tampa Bay jersey, and as soon as our season was over, matter of fact, I wore Dave Savard Tampa Bay jersey to the final game last year because as soon as we lost, our season was over, and I was on the Bolts bandwagon because that's where Savard was. Sarah Kent's punching the air right now. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. But... <laughs> Being that he is my absolute favorite player of all time, I will be wearing a Montreal Canadiens Davis of our jersey. It's okay, little boomers. I'll still be rooting for the Blue Jackets. It's okay. But that's my dude. I'm I'm expecting nasty toe drag and <sighs> score top shelf on Elvis. Well, he only say. does that if Victor Hedman stand out there like a street cone. Fair enough. Uh, all right, done with news and notes here. Let's kind of go in uh, to the last week of games. Um, since last Sunday when we did a podcast. Uh, last week, 3-2 overtime loss versus the Bruins at home. Uh, two nights after I said the Bruins are a classy organization for the Felino tribute they did for his 1,000th game, waiting for the Blue Jackets to come into town to do that. Uh, Marshawn lays a borderline dirty hit on peak, and DeBrusque goes down and scores, makes it 1-1. One one. 
after that hit as Peek is laying there lifeless on the ice. Uh, play was not stopped because we are not the Penguins, and that right. was not Sidney Crosby. As, as Usher Jim said, um, play does not stop until Pittsburgh scores. Correct. That's how it always is. Uh, Pittsburgh did not score in that moment because it was Boston versus Columbus. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I kind of have talked about this on the Artillery podcast on Wednesday, uh, if you want to go back and listen to that. But I, at first, definitely thought that was a dirty hit. Before you even get into it, let me tell you how, how my life went. At, at, as soon as the hit happened, like it was in the corner right where I sit down by 111, I saw the hit, I saw the body laying there, and I saw the puck going the other way. Didn't even see the puck go in the net. Just heard everybody start yelling because I was watching Peek, who was laying there motionless. Seeing the initial hit, I thought it was probably one of the dirtiest things I've ever seen in my life. But that was at live speed, in the stadium, no reviews. Very hard hit. I actually asked my usher to turn around because I was going to chuck my beer on the ice, and then I remembered I really like beer, so I didn't. But I was losing my shit. Absolutely just out of my mind. Could not believe what I was watching. But then, like you said Wednesday on the artillery pod, when I got a chance to go home, watch the replay, you know, look at it on my phone, actually rewatch the game on my television. The hit's not as bad as everybody says it was. No, it's not. Two things everybody keeps talking about. He left the ice. He never left the ice. He did. He launched off of one foot. One, he had one foot off. He did launch. One foot. One he launched skate with never, one foot. One and it's skate because never he's left fi- the it's ice. It's because he's five foot even. He's three, five foot five, tall. Three, four, nine, something yeah, like that. he's a little guy, so he had to. But one skate never left the ice. The right skate, the toe of the skate never left the ice. Number two, the headshot doesn't happen if Peak doesn't duck. He ducked, and the elbow was close. There's no headshot at all. But it, it was it was shoulder to chest. Here's the it other was th- high chest. Well, here's was- the other thing that gets me is Peak's laying there motionless while all this happens. Then he gets up, skates off the ice, misses one shift, and comes right back out. Yeah, that part too. Yeah. So was yeah. there embellishment? Should we got two minutes? And that's something else I talked about on the artillery podcast. The hit happened. It was it looked bad. Jordan and I argued about it and yelled at each other, and that's fine. Uh, but my my thing was DeBrusque going going down the other side. Defensemen defensemen are watching that that play happen. Um, as well, DeBrusque, Elvis was watching peak there, too. There's he no wouldn't. whistle. DeBrusque skates right by everybody with yep. the puck. Still no whistle. And then Elvis lets in a fucking soft goal from Jake DeBrusque. Like Jake DeBrusque. Think about that. But the, apparently the Jake DeBrusque, the Blue Jacket killer. Uh, uh, clearly, it did. Yes, it it might have been. It, he's laying on the ice, but the puck was going the opposite way of where the play happened. So the play was moving away from Peak. Yeah. Peak was close to the bench. Elvis needs to stop that puck. He does. Regardless, he does. He needs to he stop. Does. There's no whistle. The game, the play is not over. Regardless of what you think should have happened. Exactly. Elvis needs to stop that puck he, all day long. He has. And he just he simply has to did have not. That one. But and it doesn't matter that they didn't stop it. You still got to play hockey until there's a whistle. It just sucks that we know if that's Charlie McAvoy laying on the ice, there's a fucking whistle because that's Boston's Zach Wierenski or better. Yeah, if it's Bergeron or Marchand or, or Pasternak or anybody like that laying there, yeah, the whistle gets blown. Yeah. Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, I mean, anybody. We could keep going. Ovechkin, uh, any, anybody like Not that. Not Jeff Carter. 
Kucherov. It's Jeff um, Carter, we just keep playing. Look, man, I mean, I get it. I agree that the – I don't agree. The, well, the whistle shouldn't the, have been the, blown. The playing has been so suspect this year anyway. But I that mean, play, that that play in particular, they got it right, and still the entire fan base is saying, no, they got it wrong. And that's just incorrect. They got it right that time. Elvis has to stop that fucking puck, and that's what it comes down to. Right. That's you, simply you what it comes down to. You stop the puck or you take the puck from them, and they're blowing the damn whistle. But by league rules, there's no blood gushing all over the ice. It doesn't appear to be in immediate danger. The this, play continues until there's a whistle. This fan base will legitimately do anything but blame Elvis for playing poorly. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Well, I believe, believe me, I am well aware of it. There's uh, two people who, when they have a good game, my mentions blow up. I'm sure. So, besides that, 44 total penalty minutes in that game. Voracek, after that play happened, got a 10-minute misconduct. I want to know what he said. He was on fire after that, which is what, regardless of if it was right or wrong, that's what this team should be doing. There should be guys like that standing up. For, it doesn't matter if it's a clean hit or not. When your guy gets hit like that and he's laying on the ice and the goal on the other side, shit, I would have been, if I was Voracek, I would have been out there yelling at Elvis, stop that fucking puck so we could stop the play and get him off the ice. Jesus Christ, cover it up, dude. Yeah. Uh, 44 total penalty minutes with Voracek's 10 minutes. He it still would have been 34 without that 10-minute misconduct. So yeah, that game was – The, the referees hell, lost control of that game from the opening puck, and they never, ever regained it. And it seems like every time we play Boston, it's it's like – it's very aggressive. It's always like that, and yeah. it doesn't matter if we're playing for something or not. And it started with that, with that playoff series a couple years ago in the second round. Um, when Marshawn's punching Scott Harrington in the back of the head after a play and shit like that, that's still that's that's the play where dirty, filthy my bullshit. Opinion of Marshawn and Marshawn. Changed. Look, and that's another side of it too, because I can see both sides. Like Marshawn is the most suspended player in the history of the NHL. I've got the graphic saved on my phone. The most. And that's hilarious because look how many times Tom Wilson's been suspended. Right. Yeah. So. And, and shit like that, and I mean, so I generally I'd give the player benefit of the doubt on a, on a play like that, like Sam Bennett when he took out Sillinger a couple weeks ago, but Marshawn being the most suspended player in the history of the league, you don't get the benefit of the doubt on hits like that. No, I mean, and it's, it's, it's bullshit because you saw earlier this year, we've had players bitching and moaning about refereeing, which is not usually happening. I mean, uh, Landon Scott up in uh, Colorado. They were calling Kadri for everything. And Landeslaw called him out in the post-game interview, you know, you, you can't officiate him different because of his past. Right. Well, And yeah. that's exactly what they were doing. Well, Marchand's got a worse past than Kadri. Why they, are we not there, there refereeing time, him different? He, they did. There was, a, there was a penalty that got called on him for something, interference maybe, or Oh, that was – 100% bullshit He legitimately call. did nothing. <laughs> he he did skated nothing. past yeah. Elvis, had his stick next to Elvis's glove, didn't even touch him, and got thrown into the boards and got called for two minutes for yeah. doing for skating. Yeah. It was un That was ridiculous. I would have been pissed if I was Marshawn well, on that one. But One of my favorite things from that game, though, the, the rest of the game, it seemed like any time Marshawn was on the ice, Peak was out there. And Peak would go out of his he way went after him, yeah. to hit Marshawn. Yeah. And he, there are so many pictures and clips on Twitter right now from that game that you just see Marchant's mouth running and Peak just laughing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that game was – it was fun to watch. I mean, I was – that was some of the most – that's the most pissed I've been all season. I was just having a bad day overall, and then that happened, and it was just um, – so moving on from that, uh, the next game, 4-2 uh, to two win at Philly. 
Uh, great game overall. Carson Meyer scores his first goal. Gets his first his... point on an assist. Yep. At that point in time, he was a point-per-game player. That's right. Uh, it's two points that night for him. First point and goal in his NHL career. Um, and they said his mom picked up the phone when he called her. Nice, as because he she didn't when she he found out he was going up to the league, right? Yep. Uh, Dan Forth and Gaunt both score in that game as well. Um, we're starting to see the bottom six guys really starting to make an impact here. Can we just take a minute to talk about Justin Danforth? Yeah. This kid literally has fought and clawed his way to the league. I mean, his route to the league was not ideal. How old is he? Do you know? Uh, I got it right here. If you didn't know off the top of your head. 24, 26, I think. He's, no, he's uh, 28. Wow. Oh, 28. Yeah, because, I mean, he – he bounced around in Europe for a while before he came over here and uh, really got a hold of his game over there and has come over here and got a two-way contract on a one-year deal. And you want to talk about making the most of it. This is a guy that's played 36 games and has nine goals. Only two assists, but nine goals. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'll just go through his stat line real quick. Uh, 36 games played, nine goals, two assists, 11 points, uh, minus four rating, six penalty minutes, Minus four, spending most of his time on the fourth line. Yeah, 75, 75 hits in 36 games. That's that's a pretty impressive stat in itself. Eighth on the team in hits uh, with 36 games played. And seamlessly made the move to center last night without Corrali in the yeah, lineup. Yeah, as a right winger. Yeah, he's fast. He's very fast, and he throws the body. He's a little undersized uh, for playing that position the way that he does, but it hasn't hurt him to this point. Literally, it has yeah, not hurt him to this he's point. He's got a lot of Nathan Gerby in him. He, he throws that body very well, and he is fast as fuck. I mean, the amount of icings he's beat out already has been... <laughs> Sorry, you said that. All I heard is, fast as fuck, boys. Fast as fuck, boy. Uh, yeah, so we love to see Dan Forth. Gaunt's looking well, good as well. Yeah, um, Gaunt, a, that's a big boy that uh, when he gets his game completely put together, he's going to be a nice... Nice. That's the nice that's the thing that I've been center. noticing about this is um, we have that we have the the offense is in place. We have the guys: oh, Line yeah. A, Voracek, Bjorkstrand, um, uh, Nyquist, Boone Jenner, Roslovic last night with a hat trick, uh, Sillinger. Now the bottom six guys are really starting to fall into place right now with Danforth and Gods and Corrali and guys like that. Robinson's probably had his best year ever too. Robinson as well. Yeah. Um, Man, it's some exciting – if Carson Meyer, 24-year-old, can stick with it as well. Um, you get a Kent Johnson who that is the does hear the same things he's done everywhere else. Right. And then we can get rid of somebody who just takes up space. Yeah. We're not doing a Bemstrom thing again, okay? I, that, that's not even who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, sure it wasn't, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. The defense needs supplemented. I think that there needs to be more bolstering. And, on the, and that's why with the Nate Blankenship signing, I'm not even mad because, dude, sign 40 defenders to find we'll me. We'll see eight. what happens in free agency this year as well. I mean, Corpy's still on the on the tab right now. He's coming off at the end of the that, season. That and the word is out there that this team is going in the right direction. Clearly. I mean, you I can mean, just see it. There, there might be a veteran somewhere who's like, this team's getting ready to make a run who signs a two-year deal to play on our third pair. Yeah. Uh, Elvis, uh, uh, so going back to the Philly game, 4-2 win. Um, Elvis looked really good as well. 47 oh. saves on 49 shots. I'll 96% just say it. Save I'll percentage. just say it. I know he's had two shutouts this year. That was his best game all season. I Yeah. Recency bias maybe, but 
No, nah, well, the one shutout was only, what, 21 saves? Yes, two shutouts, actually. Yeah, I said the one oh, was right. 21 saves. I mean, yeah, it wasn't very like many that. shots. Dude, he saw 49 shots, and they were peppering him. Yeah. And he made a lot of saves, and his glove was actually working. It's amazing. Which, I mean, it's amazing what happens when you don't give up so many struggle. juicy rebounds. Yeah, I mean, that's his big struggle has been rebound control and the glove side. And he controlled the rebounds for the most part, and the glove was really good. And even out of the two goals he gave up, one was a little soft. The other one was a missile. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that happened. 4-2 win at Philly. Uh, two nights later, uh, the exact opposite. A good 4-1 loss God. versus Philly at home. Military Appreciation Night. Uh, Lil Boomer, thank you for your service as a veteran. Uh, Jim the Usher, who was here last weekend, thank you for your service. Anybody who is a fan of the Blue Jackets, anybody in general who ever served in the military, ever, thank you for your service. Uh, military Appreciation Night, uh, that was about the only good thing that happened that night. That in the camp tribute. tribute Robbie scored a shorty in the first period. Every, I mean, I, we thought maybe, oh, shit, two in a row against Philly. Let's, you know, that's great. It was, that was short-lived. That was the only thing that happened um, that was good. Cam's tribute, really well done. Uh, the place was just as loud, if not louder, than when Felino got his tribute video. Cam had a little tear in his eye. Absolutely. So did I. Uh, Cam is a, is a Columbus lifer. Um, I know he got traded to Philly. But when he got traded, he didn't know he was getting traded. No, he's at his son's birthday party. At his son's birthday party. Um, he, he had no clue. It, it just kind of popped up. It worked out really well for both organizations. I think Cam's leading the Phillies – or the Phillies, Jesus. No, uh, leading the Flyers <laughs> in goals right now since Giroux's gone. He even broke out the old uh, Cam Atkinson reverse retro and uh, yep. the old CA13 autographed hat. So we, we uh, love Voracek here. Um Cam's coming. He's he bought a house here. He's coming back. He's gonna he's gonna retire. He bought here. He's his own live house. Here. You heard that right? Huh? He bought his own house. He sold his house and then bought it. And back. then bought it back. Yeah. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'll just live there. That's fine. That's cool. He's got a, He's he's really big in the youth hockey here. He's got his uh, battery academy yep. here in Columbus. Um, came out. He's he's gonna be a part of the team once he retires. So honestly, the only highlight of that night was I won one of the CBJ Foundation auctions. Did you? Which one? The Pandora bracelet for Mrs. Boomer. Nice. Well done, Mrs. Lil Boomer. Uh, oh, also, Mike Todd. Uh, absolute Mike Todd legend. How did we almost forget that? I don't know. Mike Todd, uh, legend, nationally known in the hockey community, wore my bucket hat on the big on the Jumbotron. Whose bucket hat? My bucket hat. Bucket hat Kyle's bucket hat. The artillery's bucket So, so beautiful. It was beautiful bucket hat. Love to see it. Love to see it on Mike Todd. Uh, get yours at shoptheartillery.com. That's right. Mike Todd And you better hurry before they approval. sell out because you know how long it takes to restock stuff. Yeah. I had a conversation with them about that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so that we'll move on from that to last night. Now, I know we want to talk about last night. That was kind of the – What happened last night? 5-4 um, win at Detroit. Oh, that's right. Some of, the, some of the friend group went up there for the game last night and were causing some problems, getting yeah. all these – Michigan fans to, be to boo at them and shit like that. Uh, just up there being complete menaces, and we love to see it. We love those guys. And um, then to walk out with a W. Love to see oh. it. Uh, the, big, the big thing that pops out from last night, Roslovic Hattie uh, yes. scored the game-winning goal in overtime. Roslovic's turning it on here at the end of the season, and things we love to see are Roslovic turning it on at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely, because Roslovic's one of those guys that Going into this season, we all talked about and was like, he might be the 1C. He's going to be our 1C. Yeah. This is his opportunity. Yeah. And he didn't grasp it. 
and he spent most of his season as a 3C. And then the Boone injury led to him getting bumped back up, and he's done rather well up there as the 1C. I mean, he started out hot, and then he kind of cooled off a little, but now he's getting his groove back again. So Jack Stella Roslovic getting his groove back. Yeah, love to see it. Um, Elvis looked all right last night. Uh, he looked really good up until the third period. The, towards the end of the third period, he left two pretty soft goals in there to let to t- tie it up. Three soft goals overall in that game. And, I, I don't know. He's And that game, he just confused me because – so, he, he had so many really good saves. Exactly. I mean, he had amazing saves, like saves where I hop off the couch and I'm like, holy – Cross-crease you know. beauties, man. Yeah. Like it's, yes. And, and – making plays with guys crashing into him all night for fuck's sake officials keep the fucking other team out of the blue ice some of it was our defenseman pushing guys into it but Bertuzzi not all no 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 some of it but Bertuzzi in general like last night kind of showed his true colors and how much of a fucking trash trash can can he can be as I don't know I didn't get to see the whole game last night. I was at a party, and they didn't like hockey at the party I was at. So, not a great uh, party. I, I watched it. It was – I watched it from start to finish. Well, I take it back. I listened to the first half of the first period in the truck on the way home, and then I watched the rest of the game. And uh, Elvis had flashes of brilliance last night. Like, just that's the guy we want. Right. And then there were two five-hole goals. It's just like, dude – Get the pad down. Get the stick over. You gotta stop that. I mean, yeah, that goal from Vrana off that face off, man, to, to tie it up. That was come on, man. Like there was that, there's no way him. that should ever go in. As I don't know. We're at the end of the season. He's looked he's getting better. He's looking better. Something I didn't think mm. I was gonna have to say, man. Like he I thought he'd already be, he'd still be <sighs> there. And he's gonna get, we're gonna see him the right we're not gonna see Barube again. Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's gonna, gonna play the playing. rest of the games. He's played how many in a row now? What, I don't six, know. seven? Yeah. I mean, hopefully dude, hopefully he just continues to improve. I mean there could be some fatigue there, which could help out for next year to I think strength this, and conditioning. I think this upcoming off season is off season is gonna be good for everybody, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, mentally and physically everybody just needs a break. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh Warinsky, another note I had on that. Warinsky's been looking really good recently, defensively and offensively. Um, love to see it. I know I'm known as the Warnsky hater of the fan base. But really? Am I? I was not aware of that. I just call it how I see it. And I, how I've been seeing it recently is Warnsky's been playing really well. And I hope he continues. I mean, hopefully he doesn't get streaky again. And, I mean, ever, ever since that injury that he had against uh, Minnesota a couple weeks ago, he's he's really turned it back on again. So Yeah, he's looked good since he came back. I mean, it's he is what he is. He's an offensive defenseman. And yeah. He's actually trying to get back now. And he if he doesn't make the play, he's at least getting in the way. Uh, Danforth with another goal last night as well. Big Danforth guy. Um, Line A looked all right last night, but Line A still is – I mean, he's struggling to get on the goal sheet, man. He, he hasn't scored a goal in ten games, which, you know, he had some opportunities last night that I saw, but he's just missing the net again. That's what, kind of what we were seeing before he got injured with that oblique injury earlier in the season. Missing the net on one-timers and, and wrist shots, and I feel like he's trying to do too much with the puck when he's bringing it into the zone instead of dumping it and trying to find an open spot for himself. But but he is getting assist on rebounds, even though he <laughs> shoots to score. Yeah, that's he shoots to score, but the the, sh- the shoot for rebound also works as well yeah, when you've second, got Rossovic on the other side. Goal yeah, was right there. I mean, they come off the pad, and Rossovic's like, "Thank you very much." Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So, good night last night overall. I mean. Physical game, dude. Very physical, physical game. game. Again, it's it's getting chippy with a lot of these teams, but we were kind of talking about it off air. It's Detroit's still kind of like one of our rivals in a way. It's the, it's the closest it's team Ohio to Michigan, us. It's Ohio-Michigan, dude. It's Ohio-Michigan rivalry. We had some of our some of our people in the friend group last night go up there and they and were getting booed before the game. Before the game, and and then in Little Caesars Arena, your 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 whole arena is named after shitty pizza. So fuck off. Uh, but going and when they said Michigan still sucks at the yep. one minute point, one minute remaining in play, you're getting booed. Michigan still Just sucks. Absolute menaces, and I love them. I love to see it. Thank and you. And then watching the watching the video that uh, Jason Newland took or Sarah Ken, I can't remember which one of them took it. I can hear Jason in the background. That's for sure. But the video when the final horn goes off and we score the OT winner. The amount of people that stood up in Blue Jackets jerseys, I am so pissed that I ended up not going. Yeah. Good night. I saw a lot of people on social media as well were there last night. It's always a fun trip up there. Just tickets were so expensive to get into that arena. But uh, just, the arena named after really shitty pizza. But, but some of the things we noticed outside of the actual game, which we've covered, the the physicality, the fights, the scrums, uh, Jacob Borchek just flying across the ice after the Sillinger goal to tackle Dylan Larkin. Yeah, that wrap don't up. I'm surprised he didn't get a penalty Sillinger. for that. I don't know how he didn't. That's the only, honestly, thing, I be- only thing I could think is because we just scored and the whistle was blown. Play was dead. Right. He should have got a roughing for that, for yeah. tackling Larkin or after the play. Or instigator or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> Love but, to uh, see it. I, look, there's, there's good and bad things happening right now with the team. Goaltending is not a strong point, but – Elvis is doing what he can. The only reason I, can, I, I see Elvis playing out the rest of the season, I don't know that Berube's in the plans next year He's at not. all. I mean, this is, he was a, was a one-year deal or two-year deal, but it's over He looked really year. good when he was in, but, yeah, I, it's going to be Elvis and Tarasov. Um, hopefully more Tarasov than Elvis. But if, if you're looking at the macro side of this, things are looking really good for this team. I know they've lost, what, eight of ten games uh, of the last ten, but – Good things are happening with LT the young loss, or OT losses. A couple, yeah. A lot of good things are happening with the young guys, and that's really encouraging when it comes to a team like this. Because in, in a rebuild or whatever, retool, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, when the young guys are performing like this, Sillinger is going to is going to be the fu- is the future captain of this team. Uh, it, yeah. It, I mean, it is so encouraging to see this. I am very excited to see Kent Johnson play on Wednesday and see what else we can do with this. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've keep, I keep repeating myself, but Kent Johnson has produced everywhere he's went. Yeah, I even mean, on Team Canada. Team Canada as an alternate, yeah. five points in five games. Five points, that's, that's impressive. And, I mean, he was playing second-line center or wing most of the season for Michigan and just highlight after highlight after highlight. Right. Yeah, uh, so speaking of Kent Johnson, um, we'll move into our four-check segment here. Uh, The slate of games coming up this upcoming week before our next podcast next Sunday. Uh, The first one, they have a three-day break here, four days even, including today, uh, before they play Montreal at home on Wednesday, April 13th. Um, Good point here. Savard is going to be the first time he's back in Nationwide Arena since being traded. I'm going to cry. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. He's going to get a tribute video. Um, it's going to be it's been a year of tributes. Wonder if they'll let me narrate the video. I doubt it. They probably already have it made. They, they should. They should. Uh, Montreal and then a, and then a small West Coast swing after Montreal, um, L.A. on Saturday, and then Anaheim on Sunday, and then the next. 
Then you got San Jose on Tuesday. On Tuesday. San Jose on Tuesday. Which means so. we might, might see some Mike Neff in the crowd. Yeah, I'll have to give him the we'll have to get him the Snapchat login again. I'm do some Snapchats from the artillery. Oh, amazing. Uh, so, yeah, the little West Coast swing coming up. BJ's after dark next week. Um, we'd love to see it. Uh, that's that's really all I've got. Kent Johnson on the on Wednesday as well um, in Blankenburg. I don't know that Blanken, Blankenburg may not even play, but we'll see. The rumor I heard is they're both set to debut Wednesday. I mean, if you're going to burn a year of their ELC, why not put them well, in and play at that I mean, point, right? They only signed Blankenburg to one, one year. Right. So yeah, he's got... Nine, ten games. What we got left here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games left. Nine games left. Yeah. God, I only got four home games yep, left, Yeah, it's about over, dude. Yeah, four home games I can't left. believe it's already over. It's crazy. It's flown by. Uh, are you boiling this week? Do you have anything you want to boil about? Um, I do. This is kind of where the podcast, this is where I run out of material. Actually, I do. We're already at 45 minutes. Oh, so I should probably boil quick. No, boil is long. Okay. Boil for 15 if you want to. Well, we, we talked about the Detroit game, yep. and we covered a lot of stuff. We covered the good. We covered the bad. Why don't we cover the ugly? And I'm just going to start with Tyler Bertuzzi's mustache. What the fuck is that thing? I mean, obviously, the guy's a trash can, so why not have a trash stash? But what I want to talk about is how the Fuck, you going to hit a man that's being held by two other guys. What I didn't a see that. bitch-ass move. Dude, I don't remember what led to the whole thing, but, like, the whole team started scrumming. It was great. I mean, literally, this team has found their balls in the last 72 hours. It's amazing. I mean, Torch somewhere is going, they're listening, balls. To, they're listening to our podcast. You know, that's what Mrs. Boomer said on the way up. She's they like, played, I wonder if they're listening. They played in the locker room before games. But – from a source that this, I heard. I'm this just kidding, scrum leads to five on five people just punching each other, face washing each other. And then all of a sudden, I see Gabrikov with, I believe, the rookie Cider. And Cider and the linesman are trying to pull Gabrikov away from the scrum. And Bertuzzi gets out of the scrum, out of nowhere, comes over, pulls the linesman back, gut punches Gabrikov. And then the lineman jumped back in the middle, and then he hides behind Cider, and then he continues to punch Gavrikov at least three or four more times in the fucking helmet. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Tyler Bertuzzi. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to tell you this once. You are a fucking little bitch. I will sign a one-day contract, and I will kick the fucking shit out of you and there ain't gonna be no linesman to save you and not only that if someone's coming after a guy and the linesman's holding him and the guy won't fucking stop get the fuck out of the way and let him fight i want to see gavrikov fight i honest to god believe the guy is xkgb and i think he's an assassin and i think he will kill bartuzzi who fucking deserves it just for wearing that fucking trash dash that was the bitchest move i've ever seen this season all right, there it is. Yeah, I, I if I was gonna boil about anything, it'd be how Marshawn keeps getting away. As I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but there's a, it's uh, have you ever seen Breaking Bad? Oh, I love it. There's a sound from Breaking Bad where Jesse Pinkman is saying he can't keep getting away with this. That's I mean that's what Marshawn keeps getting away with it. I I said the hit wasn't dirty and blah 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 whatever, but 
He keeps getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with this. I He's guess, a little. Sh- I guess that makes Marshawn Heisenberg. You're goddamn right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So I, I we're done here. Uh, Boomer's simmering today. A lot of f bombs though. I, dude, you didn't see the fight. I mean, it. I it didn't. was such a little pussy ass move. I mean, and that's kind of what Bertuzzi if, has always been. If one of my kids would have done this to someone else, I'd have beat my own kid's ass. That's fair. I mean, it was such a. Little, oh, it's just it just frustrates me. Just let the guy go. Get out of the way. If we're going to fight, let's fight. Yeah. But you can't be hitting a guy who's being held by two other guys. That's just it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And that's the shit that should have a hearing afterwards. And that should be handed a suspension, not the five thousand dollar maximum bullshit fine. I'm glad. I'm so glad the season's almost over. To be oh. honest. What? But to totally do a 180 here and not be angry anymore. Well, that's you hear I bought a new dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell, bought, tell your little, tell bought, all your little boomers about it. I bought Mrs. Little Boomer a new dog yesterday. Wow. What kind of dog? Um, she's been wanting a Yorkie for years. And I finally got her a Yorkie yesterday. What'd you name it? We named him Boomer Junior. Wow. BJ. So, BJ. So not only... Do we have our own little Boomer? Right. He's Boomer Jr. Nice. So from now on, if anybody tries to come after us or the artillery. For what? For anything, you know, copyright infringement or cease and desist, BJ season's about my dog. Oh, yeah. It's always been about Blue Jackets anyways. I don't know what else it could stand for. Now it's about about Boomer Jr. And Boomer Jr. Yeah, why don't, yeah. Just make the dots in BJ his little head. There's literally nothing else that it could stand for, so... Nothing. I don't. I can't even think of anything else that BJ could stand for besides Blue Jackets. Yeah, which is funny. And Boomer Junior. Yeah, because I was so angry after that game last night, and then the dog comes over and climbs on my lap, and I'm like, oh, I'm not angry anymore. No Ugh. That's fair. That's how it works, like, though. He's a therapy pet. That's yeah. I have one of those too. All right, little boomers, uh, ladies and boomers, we're done here. Thank you for listening to episode number six of the Bucket and Boomer podcast. Hey, six of one, half a dozen of the other. That's right. I uh, Again, I'm your host, Bucket Kyle, here with my co-host, Little Boomer. Listen to us every Sunday. Uh, I'll get this edited and put out today. Don't forget to check out shoptheartillery.com. Lots of new stuff in stock now. New BJ season shirt out. Uh, also, some bucket hats out. Mike Todd endorsed and in, uh, approved. And running low on inventory. Order now. Order them now. Uh shoptheartillery.com who just dropped a new BJ season shirt that's right beautiful uh, already ordered it because I know I can't get a free one no you can, I can't even get a free one love to hear it thank you so much for listening again we will see you next Sunday little boomers spay and neuter Tyler Bertuzzi source Checking the mics. Check, check. One, two, one, two. Looking pretty decent. Oh, that's loud as fuck. Why are we so loud? Because we're angry. Oh, I'm sorry. Mic check. Two, one, two, one. I have audio dyslexia. Now, yeah, nice. That was funny, actually. Uh, I think they look pretty good. Go ahead and keep talking for me. All right. I'll keep talking about hockey and stuff. Yeah, keep it. Yeah, there you go. Right here. Gotta eat the mic. You do have to eat these mics. Eat the mic.